Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, here we go. It's great to have you with us. Mike Guido, Matt Catarizzolo here on a Friday of Guido's Gridiron Blitz. Matt, how are you? I am good, man. How are you? We are going to be pretty fired up today. At least I am. Uh, we got a busy show today. So Devontae Adams uh, and the Green Bay Packers break off their extension talks. We're going to be discussing that in about 20 minutes. Um, Michael Thomas could miss the start of the 2021 season. Is it possible that Michael Thomas could turn out to be a little bit of a fluke? Is it possible? Uh, we'll discuss that in about 30, 40 minutes from now. But first, before we get started, I do want to begin uh, w- uh, with this. Guido's Gridiron Blitz is sponsored by American Betting Experts, one of the largest licensed sports and casino vendors in the United States. What we've done is we've teamed together to provide special gaming offers to all Landry football followers and podcast listeners. So here's what you do. You go to our website, LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad located in the upper right side of the page. You pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. That's BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, all of those. You sign up, and you instantly receive an account deposit match or a risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. Let me repeat that. $100 to $1,000 in an account deposit match or a risk-free bet. It's that easy. Again, go to LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad located on the upper right side of the page and get in on the action with a special offer. From American betting experts. That is American betting experts. Uh, okay. So, uh, Matt, you told me before the show today that, uh, because I, I told you what you were going to need to prepare for, um, you said, you know, Mike, I think I'm just going to let you run this one a little bit because I told you I was going to hammer the NFL and that in which I will today as we begin the show with this. Uh, So here's what's going on in the NFL today. So the NFL has informed teams that COVID-19 outbreaks among unvaccinated players could possibly lead to forfeited games. I cannot believe how ridiculous this is. Okay, so Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network uh, tweeted out, and this is a very short thing. They said the NFL sent out this big memo, and I know I'm not going to read through the whole thing, but the big part of it is, is that the if there is an unvaccinated player on your team, and this is the key word, unvaccinated. There's an unvaccinated player on your team that starts an outbreak within your team and they are not able to play. And just like what happened a couple of times last year, we would have needed to postpone the game to a later date. If that happens, the NFL will not stand for that this year. They will simply forfeit the game. The team that has the infected player will forfeit the game They will take a loss for playoff seating, and here's the gold. Not only will the game get forfeited, but none of the players on either side will get paid. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to use some very strong language right now, and I really hope that people aren't too offended by this, because 
I am not going to hold back on this. And like I said before, I don't believe in hot takes, but I do believe in telling it like it is. I cannot believe that Roger Goodell and the NFL are running a fascist regime. This is absolute Looney Tunes. Not only is it incredibly overpowering, but it is completely, in my sense, discriminatory against a certain particular group of people. And that uh, those are the people that are against the COVID-19 vaccine. Now, again, I will share some personal information about myself. I am fully vaccinated. But I will say that in the beginning, I did have a lot of doubts. I had a lot of doubts about the vaccine. I was curious on whether or not it was safe, not only in the short term, but in the long term. And I still do have those concerns. The reason I did get it was because I knew that eventually I was going to have to. So I had a little bit of my own concerns involving the vaccine. And I think that players, just like everybody else in the country does, has a right to be concerned as well. And if they elect not to get the vaccine, that shouldn't result in them not earning a paycheck. To me, I think this is very, very simple. Okay. The first thing I do want to point out when it comes to this is that this has never been an issue in any other sport. Unvaccinated players have never been an issue in the NBA, in the NHL, in Major League Baseball. It has never been an issue. In fact, there's evidence to prove that, and I'm not saying that they are the problem, but there has been a higher percentage of vaccinated players getting COVID than unvaccinated players. Okay, Chris Paul needed to miss playoff games for the Phoenix Suns. This happened just recently. Chris Paul needed to win, uh, needed to miss playoff games because he got COVID. He's fully vaccinated. There were six players on the New York Yankees that ended up on the COVID-19 IL. All of them fully vaccinated. There is no evidence as of right now that says that unvaccinated players are a much larger threat in sports. But here's really my thing. And to be honest with you, my main issue isn't necessarily due to the freedom because you've heard people like Cole Beasley and you've heard people like DeAndre Hopkins and they've said, listen, this is questioning my future in the NFL. DeAndre Hopkins tweeted that yesterday. It took the entire world by storm. Said, listen, (laughs) if I'm going to be forced to get the vaccine, then this is real. I'm, it's really making me question my future in the NFL. And I don't blame them. Okay. And then there are going to be the people that tell me this. They're going to say, well, Guido, you were against players kneeling for the national anthem. Why are you against this? Well, here's the reason why. Because kneeling for the anthem is something completely different. Kneeling for the anthem has no repercussions or any possible repercussions to your physical body. Okay, I don't think that the NFL as a whole has a right to essentially, because I hate the word incentivize in this situation, because that's what all the writers are saying. This is a great incentive for players to get the vaccine. It's not an incentive, it's a threat. I don't think the NFL has the right to threaten players to get the vaccine because this is something foreign that you are injecting directly into your body that could or could not have a short or long-term effect on your personal health. Kneeling for the national anthem does neither of those things. It's a political stance. Whether you're for it or against it, I don't really care. Okay? Whether you're for or against the vaccine itself, I don't really care. Like I said, I was against it. I ended up getting it anyway. I have fluctuated on the matter. I've talked to a bunch of different people that about the, the possibilities of its safety and all of those different things. I don't think that there's an ironclad answer on the vaccine. As much as people want to say that there is, I don't think that there is. And it is impossible to say that there is because not even the doctors that are administering the vaccine know. Nobody does. So why make it part of the protocol? 
But here's the other part about this, this and th- this is something I really don't understand. Why would the NFL make a decision like this? I just had a long conversation with my dad for about an hour and a half. And he said, it's going to hurt the NFL's business. How on God's green earth would a player getting COVID hurt the NFL's business? And this is true on multiple fronts. Colin Cowherd tweeted yesterday, last night, said, if you threaten the ability of a $15 billion to $20 billion business to make money, your rights now become rules. And it's not that hard. It's economics 101. And I completely disagree. I think he is way out of left field on this one. And it's not an under, it's, it's, it lacks a basic understanding of economics. It lacks a basic understanding of logic, in my opinion. Let's say, for example, that the NFL, that there is an outbreak. And the NFL says, you know what? Here we go. Let's say it's a vaccinated player because, hey, if it's a vaccinated player, it's not a problem. But let's say they do reschedule the game. They get an extra week worth of advertising money. They get an extra week worth of primetime merchandise sales. They get an extra week worth of ticket sales. You got fans in the stands now. You've got people buying hot dogs and drinks and everything like that. You could sell your $15 beers at the stadium for one more week. The NFL added another game this year because they wanted more money. No other reason. Does that make sense? So, there's no hurt. Okay? I mean, listen. The guy who flies into Green Bay, okay, his son's a Packers fan. He's from California. He flies into Green Bay the day before the Packers play the Steelers or whatever. And they, listen, that Saturday night, they say, okay, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, about 15 others, 15 more teammates. They all got COVID. They're not playing tomorrow. Does it suck for them? Yeah, it does. That sucks. But guess what? They're going to get reimbursed for pretty much everything. They're going to get pre. They're going to get reimbursed for their ticket. They're going to get reimbursed, for, and they're probably even going to get a credit even future on. So you're not really even concerned about them. But let's say this: let's say they cancel the game, forfeit nothing. <laughs> so you're just taking a game off the schedule. So it counts for the record. But what the score will be one nothing. Score will be one nothing. You won't make any money off of that game. No advertising dollars. No nothing. Why wouldn't you want to add that game? That to me is bad business. This is a PR move by the NFL. This has nothing to do with player safety. It has nothing to do with anything else other than them appealing to a particular demographic uh, demographic of people that say there's no reason for you to not get the that uh, get the vaccine and let me be clear i'm not anti-vax i'm not an anti-vaxxer i'm not okay the argument for listen kids have to get the mumps vaccine they got to get whatever it is polio and you know, measles and, and, and smallpox and everything like that. You got to get the vaccines for those to go to school or else you can't go into a public school. I am 100% with that. But you cannot tell me that the NFL should be able to do this to their players for a vaccine that's been out for six months. We have no idea the long-term effect. We have no idea the short-term effect. And we have absolutely no evidence that this has been a problem in sports ever since the vaccine has come out. We have nothing. Last year is not evident. We do not have a vaccine then. This year, it's different. There has been absolutely no evidence of such. So I will call it again. The NFL is using this in a very fascist regime way. And to me, I think that there are some people that are okay with it. And I don't really understand why. Now, Matt, I'm going to, oh, <laughs> I, I, I suppose um, I'll open this up. So I, I, I want to hear your thoughts on this. 
because obviously I'm very fired up and I don't want you to be intimidated by me just because I'm loud and I got a big head and, you know, I project my voice into a headset mic that's a little bit too close to my mouth. But, um, Matt, what are your thoughts on the whole thing? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Go ahead. Fight me. Well, I, well, first I want to get into this during your, your monologue, you probably didn't see, but we have news that's directly related to this. So as of about seven minutes ago, the Vikings offensive line coach, Rick Dennison has quit over the COVID-19 vaccine. Wow. He quit. And there are, so NFL tier one employees. So that's coaches, executives, team personnel. They are required to be vaccinated. So he has now quit. And this is believed to be the first uh, of uh, yes, personnel member to quit or otherwise be let go or relieved of their duties over this issue. So what do you think about that before I go? Uh, well, I, I, like I said, I think it's unnecessary. I think it's bad business. And I think that you are going to see more of this as time goes on because you can, it's very hard to convince people to say, listen, you should really get the vaccine. But if you don't get the vaccine, yeah, you're under, you know, you're under immense amount of pressure to not get paid, have your team forfeit games. By the way, let's say that does happen and a player chooses not to get vaccinated. He gets COVID. You are setting it up for everybody in the league to hate him. You are setting that guy up to be the most hated player in the league destroy his relationships with, uh, with all his teammates, destroy his relationship with his coaches, destroy his relationships with his counterparts on other teams. You are putting a target on that guy's back. Anyway, continue, Matt. Right. Uh, listen, I saw the first thing I, I, I watched today or listened to was Nick Wright. And I think Nick Wright kind of encapsulated this whole thing with this simple sentence. He said, folks have the right to their own medical decisions, but like every decision, there are consequences. Now, you touched on it earlier. Mandated vaccines are nothing new. We've seen this before. But I agree. And I'm gonna, I'll preface this all by saying that I also, not anti-vax, I'm fully vaccinated. I received my second shot this Monday. And why? I didn't have to. I am not, in, I'm, I graduated. I'm not in school anymore. There's no area of my life that requires me to be vaccinated, right? I did it because I wanted to do my part to get over this pandemic as cases are now rising again with this whole Delta variant thing, which scares me. I was concerned and I was more concerned about catching this virus than being vaccinated or the potential side effects. And I did it and I'm glad I did. Having said that, there's a big difference between forcing someone or commanding someone to do something or to not do something, then incentivizing it in a way that could influence their decision-making. In my opinion, that's worse. I think it's worse if you say, listen, you don't have to do this, but this is what's going to happen if you don't. Right. Or very Godfather like, yeah. Or you do have to do this. And I think it's in your best interest that you should. In my opinion, that's worse than saying, no, you're doing this, or no, you're not doing this. Because then what that does is create the illusion of choice. And I think that's what this whole thing is about. The NFL is creating the illusion of choice. Yes. Right? Very, no, very good term. I like that. We're not gonna make we're not gonna make you get the vaccine. This is America. You do not have to get the vaccine. We are not going to mandate you putting putting this in your body. You have free will. This is your choice. This is your body. You don't have to do anything. But however. This job you're in, this very well-paying job, prestigious job, $15-20 billion industry that you're a part of, there's going to be some consequences, heavy ones, right? And I hadn't even thought of what you just brought up at the end there when you said, listen, this is going – Let's again, God forbid there are outbreaks, right, where games are forced to be forfeited where things do actually happen the way that the NFL is outlining them to go. Games get forfeited. Players get frustrated. They say, listen, man, 
this guy's not vaccinated. He, we couldn't play. We lost. That was, that's an L in our record column because of you. We couldn't play because of you. That's going to destroy his relationship with his teammates. What do you, what's that going to do about contract talks, right? How's that going to affect them potentially signing a deal? Or yeah, be, what happens What happens when they reach free agency? Well, this guy didn't take his vaccine. He cares more about himself than he does about his team. Yeah. Right. These are what's going to, these are the, the kind of gears that are going to start turning in coaches heads and organizations heads and gym GM's heads. Right. There's a yeah. lot of things here. There's a lot of dominoes that are going to fall that stem from this new rule that's going to happen. Right. So, so it, it's, it's funny that you bring all of that up because I think what a lot of people are looking at this because getting the vaccine or I guess just the whole stance on the vaccine as, as a whole, has become so overly politicized that if you do sure. want to get the vaccine, you are you are pledging allegiance to the side that you that you follow, right? If you don't get the vaccine, you're doing the same thing. You're making a stance. Okay. I really don't think it's about stance. It isn't as much about principle as it is as uh as many people think it is. It really isn't. What I think is, and here's a perfect example. Okay. I know somebody who is fully vaccinated. He has never had an irregular heartbeat in his entire life. A week after he got the vaccine, he now has an irregular heartbeat that might have future implications. That's what it's about. Okay? I think because we look at these professional athletes and we see the kind of shape that they're in, we see the kind of condition that they're in, and we say, hey, we are... They are immune if anybody's going to be protected. And again, I'm one of those people. I think as far as, you know, COVID, the virus is concerned, those are the guys that you expect to be the most protected because they're in the best shape. Okay. They take care of their bodies incredibly well. They've probably got vitamins like crazy in their bodies and everything like that. Like they are just incredibly like nutritionally wealthy people. They just are. Okay. Vaccines are literally an injection of bad stuff in your body so your body knows how to react to it. And like I said, I'm not anti-vax. But for a vaccine that has been out for six months and you know of things that have stemmed from it or coincidentally stemmed from it, I mean, is it so wrong for a player to say, listen, I guys, I know you want it. Get the. I know you want me to get the vaccine, and I understand why you do because of the effectiveness, and I understand what you're trying to do. But listen, me and my family, we've just we we've agreed to it. We're just we're more comfortable without doing it. And the NFL is pretty much saying, "Screw you! If you get it, you're not getting paid, and neither are any of your teammates." Right, and that's what I talk about with with incentivizing, and that's why I use the term illusion of choice because there really is it's not no an choice, incentive; right? it's a threat. Right, Matt? I mean. But- I, that, that's a term you could use. I understand it, it, it depends on how, well, listen, we're, we're observing from the outside. We can't really understand what's going through these players' minds because I don't envy their position at all. Right. This is like, if you, again, if you're a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, or if you're a guy like Jalen Ramsey, people that have come out publicly to, to speak on this and give their thoughts. Right. And they've stood patents. Listen, man, like I, I have reservations. I was not planning on getting this if I didn't have to. Right. Jalen Ramsey said, listen, I've known people, like perfectly healthy people that have taken this vaccine and are now experiencing heart problems. You know, D-Hop said straight up, I- I'm questioning my future in this league if this is the road that we're going to go down. So this is this is much bigger than just getting a vaccine to get over a pandemic, man. Like this is people's livelihoods at stake. This is people that are trying to, you know, A, make a living and B, maintain their health. So when you jeopardize both of those at the same time, yeah, it's going to cause some fire. And that's why I think it's become this sort of politicized issue because there are there since this thing has started, there has been a sharp divide. You can go back before vaccines were even a thing. COVID in general, there's been a sharp divide from both sides of the aisle on this on COVID in general and the whole pandemic dating back from mask mandates and and indoor dining and 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 you know, capacities and things like that. Schools opening up there, there's been there's been sharp divide on every single branch of this COVID tree that we're on, and vaccines are just another one of those. And now, on top of that, we're looking at one of the biggest businesses in America. Like, I'm trying to word this very carefully. 
because I don't want I don't want to say anything, you know, too dangerous or too confident because I'm like still calling them fascists. I, I want yeah, a little <laughs> bit. I, I'm trying to be a little more impartial than you are, but mm-hmm. What we're looking at here is, is a very odd situation, but a very drastic and important one because these do have incredibly serious implications, not just for not just for the players that are involved, but we looked at it from a point of these are athletes who are immune. They're in the best shape of their lives. But let's not forget, man, these guys are role models. Yeah, people are looking up to these people. They're supposed to set the standard, right? You You brought up the issue of players kneeling for the flag, right? People, people looked at that as, you know, unpatriotic. They said, this is nonsense. I don't want that person in the NFL anymore, right? Yeah. Yeah, other, yeah. People, other people saw it as inspirational, yeah. right? So that's another sharp divide that we talk about. It's the same thing here, right? Role models. Wow, man, that guy's not taking the vaccine. He's a, he's a strong, independent thinker. He's, you know, that's someone who I can look up to. And then there are some people that Go are to, just, exactly. irresponsible of you. Go to the other side. They're saying that, oh, you know what, man? You go out there every Sunday and you risk, you know, imminent brain trauma for the rest of your life. But you're not going to get a vaccine. First of all, I hate that argument. That's Me ridiculous. Too. It's so <laughs> stupid if you're going to say that, right? Yes, football's a dangerous sport, right? That's why these players condition themselves and train the ways that they do, okay? And, Injecting- you know, they wear helmets and stuff. Yeah, and they have protection. Injecting a back a fairly new vaccine for a fairly new virus is a completely different issue. I just wanted to get that out of the way. But when we talk yeah. about influence, that's what these players have, right? These decisions are going to be very public, right? We're not we're we're going to see uh we've seen sports teams that have reached vaccine thresholds and still had outbreaks before. So this isn't even the end, right? It's not even saying like you get vaccinated, we're good. So yes, it, that's the scary of, part. All of the, what you're saying is great, and and I agree with it completely. Because, and here's really the stem of my argument. I I think this is really the root of what I'm saying. Okay, the amount of intense and in depth discussion that we have about COVID and the vaccine and all the uncertainty about what it is. And again, I think we're a little bit more familiar now about uh, what it is and what it does and everything like that. Like, I think we, we have at least somewhat of a better understanding, but the amount of uncertainty that we do still have Matt on both ends with the vaccine and with the virus itself, I, I would say even especially with the vaccine. Okay. That's the reason why you can't force it. Okay. You don't have that with smallpox. You don't have that with measles. You don't like any of these other mandated vaccines, which is actually, this is actually a fun fact. The NFL does not mandate any other vaccine other than COVID. And they don't really mandate COVID yet in a way, like we discussed earlier, they pretty much are right. Interesting. They don't mandate any other vaccine. You could be a kid that was homeschooled his whole life because your parents were anti-vaxxers and you can play in the NFL. Wow. You can. So I guarantee there's a lot of people that don't know that. I, that, I bet, I bet sure. many people don't know that. So that, that is my question is why this one, why at this time and why such a heavy consequence? Because not only again, if you rescheduled the game, does it hurt some people? Yeah, it hurts the guy that bought the ticket and then can't go to the makeup game. Mm-hmm. Okay, it hurts them. I, I understand that. Okay, but if you cancel the game altogether, it hurts everyone. It hurts right. the league. It hurts the team. It hurts the player. It hurts the fan. It hurts everyone. You are getting no benefit from that other than maybe some slight PR on Twitter. Right. Like th- That's all you're getting from this, Matt. I'm going to let you have the last thought and then we'll move on. Yeah. And I think this is just another consequence of, you know, you got to play the hand you're dealt, right? No one asked for this, but it's just the world we're living in right now. It's the world we've been living in for over a year at this point. I mean, mandates are one thing. I had no problem wearing a mask. I didn't. I I mean, there are people that did, but, you know, Mm -hmm. not, but that wasn't, most of it wasn't a health concern. It was a personal freedom concern. You know, I shouldn't have to do this. I don't, I want to go to Walmart and be able to shop around and not have a face covering on. That's, whatever. That's a completely different thing. When you talk about a vaccine that is in another ballpark. Okay. So I guess my, my final thoughts on this whole thing is I'm not going to say whether or not I agree or disagree wholeheartedly. I do, however, understand kind of 
the angle of both sides, but I don't know which one I'm leaning towards because I was in the position of the players for a very long time. I was extremely hesitant to get the vaccine. I honestly was not sure if I was ever going to get it, but like you, I and had you're a- somebody with, 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 you know, the issues in that area. I mean, I have, I have asthma. I mean, not right. like, that's not a terrible thing to say. I mean, yeah, I'm like, it's, it's- no, 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 I, I know. It's just, you know, I no, just, dude, don't worry about it. So I, I had, yeah. But when I got point a little bit, yes, that's right. So no, to, to your point, I'm going to expand on that. So yeah, I had concerns, right? There's a history of heart problems in my family, right? I had plenty of reasons not to do it. Right. Then yes. bo- both of my parents got COVID that scared the daylights out of them. So they got vaccinated. Right. I saw, I saw my whole family get it. I never got it. Right. So I was like, you know what? There's going to come a time where I'm going to have to do this. I might as well do it now. I'm I mean, I'm, I'm young, I'm relatively healthy. I should be able to do this with no problems. Right. And we'll see. You're right. We don't know the long-term effects right now, but for right now you made a choice. Okay. Everyone has their own personal choices and I don't envy those in the position that now have an ultimatum because that's what these players have, right? Listen, get vaccinated or risk not getting paid, risk, not getting paid, risk losing games. And risk the, your teammates and the team you're playing against. Risk, not getting paid. risk the camaraderie of your teammates, the respect of your coaches and your counterparts. I do not envy oh, these players at you, all. I love, I love what you said. The illusion of choice. Cause that's that, what it is. It's that's the what illusion it is. of choice. Um, okay. So uh, before we move on, don't forget to take advantage of our special gaming offers from American betting experts. Uh, go to LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad located in the upper right side of the page. You pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state, sign up, and instantly receive an account deposit match or a risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. Let me repeat that. $100 to $1,000 in an account deposit match or a risk-free bet. It's that easy. Thanks to our sponsor, American Betting Experts. That is American Betting Experts. I got to be honest, man. I got to be honest. You were much calmer than I anticipated. I, I was I was anticipating veins popping out of the forehead, screaming. I, I have, I'm the, proud of you. I am. You know, I, like I said, I just had like an hour and a half long shouting match with my dad. So I think I got most of my frustration out already. Um, but you're right. I think I was a little bit calmer than, than what I was, I expected. Also. I, was, I was gearing up for quite, sure. the, quite the tirade. And, and I was pleasantly surprised that I, I am not horrified right now of you well here's the thing is like when you when you have when you're talking into a microphone you really can't talk that loud because if, you know like it, it just it peaks so and yeah you're right like crap so i right. can't it'll really it'll cut it. it'll cut out you'll miss words right you know? exactly it is what so it is i can't All really right. scream so, as, as i want to so let's move to this so we have very scary news in the wide receiver world this is incredibly interesting to me because okay so Devonte adams um and the packers they break off their extension talks mm-hmm. they, they don't postpone them they have halted extension talks they broke them off mm-hmm. it's over it's over now yeah. i think Devonte adams plays for the packers for the rest of his contract I do. Which is which he is set to become an unrestricted free agent after 2021. After 2021. So this is his last season as a Green Bay Packer. And I think this pretty much uh, solidifies that as a fact. Um yeah. in my opinion Aaron Rodgers wanting to leave Green Bay the more time goes on, right Matt, and the more we see Aaron Rodgers in in public and you know him doing things like with the golf thing and and you just you get the feeling that Green Bay isn't even on his mind anymore. He's so done there. Right. He wants absolutely no part of it. Okay, last week, let me see the last week or earlier this week. I think it was actually earlier this week, Matt, um, where the Packers, I guess, or the report came out that the Packers offered him a contract that would have made him the highest paid player in NFL history, more money than Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers turned it down. He wants absolutely nothing to do with the Packers. Uh, he is mm-hmm. done with Brian Gutekunst. He is absolutely done with the organization as a whole. Um, and this, Devontae Adams halting the contract negotiations with the Packers, I think is in direct correlation 
with what is going on with Aaron Rodgers. I don't think Devontae Adams is back after this year. He'll be a free agent. He will go somewhere else. I think the Packers will try desperately to keep him. I also wouldn't be surprised if the Packers were to try and trade him during the season. Mm -hmm. Uh, If they're not in contention with Jordan Love playing quarterback, I think it's very possible that they try to trade him. Um, Matt, do you agree? Do you think that Devontae Adams after this season or potentially even before this season is done with the Packers just like Aaron Rodgers is? I think uh, given this news, I think it could happen potentially before because let's let's look at this right here. So training camp is uh, training camps in a few days, right? Yeah, the, timing, it, the timing of this could not be worse. Okay, yeah. so there's a tweet from Rappaport saying that the Packers and Devontae Adams reps work behind the scenes to get a deal done. The proposals have not acknowledged Adams as the highest paid wide receiver, sources say, and Green, Bay, Green Bay's classic structure has led to limited options. Now the extension talks are off the table with training camp just a few days away. Now, you're right. Uh, this has to be in direct correlation with Aaron Rodgers because Devontae Adams has come out publicly in, in defense of Aaron Rodgers, saying that he's on his side, right? He's not siding with the organization that he is yeah. a part of or he has expressed, you know, any disgruntled feelings with. He's on Aaron Rodgers' side. Sure, so, Devontae Adams is tired of getting double-teamed every play. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, wow, man. First of all, like, let's just uh, let's picture the Packers' offense without Aaron Rodgers and without Devontae Adams. So Jordan Love playing quarterback, who may or may not succeed. Yeah, you still um, have you re-signed Aaron Jones. So you, you got still got him. You lose Corey Lindsley in free agency, which is huge. And your next best like, wide receiver is Alan Lazard or Marquez Valdez Scantling. Marquez Valdez Scantling and Robert Tanyan, Equinemius St. Brown, and and Robert Tanyan. That is an offense that is doomed, significantly worse. A year removed from the best quarterback wide receiver duo in football because they are. I, I'm. I'm. They are, they are undoubtedly. I, I'm, Patrick I'm, Holmes and Tyree Kill, I think, have an argument, but I, I'm Rodgers taking, and Devontae Adams are probably one. Yes. I'm taking. I'm taking them over Mahomes and Hill. I'm taking them over. What? Okay, let's going back to last year. I'm taking them over Matt Ryan and Julio. Taking them over Drew Brees and Thomas. I'm taking them over. You know, Tannehill and AJ Brown, Wilson and Metcalf. I'm taking them over all of them. Dak and Amari Cooper. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. Dak and Cooper. <laughs> but, I mean, so, oh, man, imagine being a Packers fan. Just imagine. Well, yeah. Pre-offseason, pre pre-offseason, what were your biggest issues? All right, uh, we, might lose Cor- we might lose Aaron Jones. That's fine. Allocate that money to Corey Lindsley. Nope. You give Aaron Jones a four-year deal. You lose Corey Lindsley. Now, you might, now you're going to lose Rodgers, and now you're probably going to lose Devontae Adams. Wow, what an offseason after an MVP Aaron Rodgers season. For, for the smallest market in the NFL with an incredibly large fan base, an incredibly loyal fan base. I mean, it sucks for them. It, it really does. In, um, incoming Devontae Adams in a Raiders uniform edits. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. they want to, they're, they're talking about, with, uh, uh, you play with Derek Carr in college. Yep. So, uh, that wouldn't be a surprise to me uh, in the slightest, but the, to me, the the Packers are, the, the Packers are done. They're done. I, I, truthfully, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play for them and Devontae Adams doesn't play for them, I think this is relatively self-explanatory. I mean, they're going to be one of the five worst teams in football next year. I mean, they are going to be really bad. Well, okay. So let's look at, look at the division. Bears got better. They upgraded a quarterback. Uh, the Vikings are the Vikings probably didn't get that much better or any, or any better at all, but they were already pretty decent. Mm-hmm. They could they could they could contend for a division title. And I Detroit, think Vikings have the best roster in the division. I, right. I really do. And Detroit Detroit could shock some people, right? Jared Goff might work out. Who knows? We never you know you don't know. Detroit's Detroit, but you know maybe they're I not think, as much of a dumpster fire as we think. Maybe not, but I mean, listen. I, I mean, bad players on paper is, in my mind, slightly better than organizational dysfunction, which Green Bay has, or yeah. at least that's what they've shown. Complete yeah. and utter dis- organizational dis- dysfunction. I mean, Move a lot out. of times it, it goes hand-in-hand, hand, organizational dysfunction and bad players on paper. Usually. Right, one one is usually a result of the other. Right. So, I don't know, man. I, I mean, this is just complete and total mistreatment of not only one superstar, but now two. Now two, you're going to say, I... 
we kind of fumbled the bag with both of these guys. One of them is one was the MVP so, quarterback. The other one was PFF's highest graded wide receiver in football. So let me let me ask this because I'm not sure I agree with what you just said. How did they mistreat Devontae Adams? Well, no, okay. So I'm saying that because we're saying that their mistreatment of Aaron Rodgers is now was the catalyst for Adam's decision, which okay. so indirect. So let me rephrase. So indirectly mistreating one superstar and directly mistreating another. Okay. Yeah, I got you. So okay. to clarify, I mean, thank yeah. you for that. Um, yes. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just, I just, I read a funny tweet. You want to hear it? <laughs> sure. So apparently, uh, sources. Have, funny tweet. You want to hear? Sure, yeah. Sources have told us that Aaron Rodgers and Devonte Adams have asked Brian Gutekunst to meet them at the ninth green at nine, so they can discuss their differences. Classic. Ah. <laughs> uh, Ay, ay, ay. Okay. So let's let's talk a little bit of Michael Thomas and then we'll do some Friday athlete deathmatch. Sure. Uh, so Michael Thomas is expected to miss the first at least the first month of the season. Um, here's the thing. I actually don't know if this is incredibly large news, only because I, I don't really think the Saints are gonna be very competitive this year. I I shouldn't say that. They're they'll be competitive. I don't think they're a playoff team, though. Mm-hmm. A downgraded quarterback. Uh, their roster took a big hit because they were loaded. Like they were way over the cap. So they had to cut a bunch of people. Um, Still got Tampa in the division. Yes. So here's really my, my big question on this. So Michael Thomas is two seasons separated from his record setting season, right? Michael Thomas just two years ago, Caught for a hundred and four, he had 149 catches and caught for 1700 yards. I, I he was breaking records, records. The dude was catching everything. Everything. I mean, he was he was averaging 108 yards a game. 108 yards a game. He was unbelievable last year. Right. Uh, I'm sorry, two years ago. Since then, he played five games. He played seven games last year. He had 40 catches for 438 yards. He didn't catch a single touchdown in seven games last year. So mm-hmm. now he's going to miss the first month of the season this year. I don't doubt the talent of Michael Thomas. Right. But is he as good as we originally thought he was going to be? Physically, he has all the traits. He's big, strong, can separate, has great hands. Um, however, after the 2019 season, the narrative on Michael Thomas has done what is probably the quickest shift, the quickest 180 of any player in recent history. After 2019, people were saying like, okay, well, he's at the top. This is the number one guy. Michael Thomas is the best wide receiver in the NFL. Now there are people not even putting him top five, seven. Yeah. Yeah. Top, top seven. You could make an argument. I'm not sure I would. I mean, think, think about it. So you got Adams, Hopkins, Adams, Hopkins, Eric, Hill, Adams, right. Hopkins, Hill, Julio, Diggs, Allen, uh, who am I missing? AJ Brown, AJ Brown, maybe DK, DK. I mean, and again, you could maybe argue some of the other, some of those later guys, mm-hmm. but yeah, those are really the, you know, the big wide receiver names and then Michael Thomas I mean Michael Thomas is probably still top 10 but it's just you know that season's probably giving him a couple of years of people thinking that he's ridiculously good still so are you calling are you calling and a half yards a game last year are you calling 2019 an outlier you know I don't want to because he's been relatively consistent so uh, here's the thing it'll be very interesting (laughs) Uh, it'll be very interesting to see uh, what they do with the relationship between him and Jameis Winston, right? If Michael just to, to Jameis Winston and his play style and everything like that, because here's the thing that Michael Thomas gets accused of all the time, right? Is, Oh, he's a slant guy. He's an over the middle guy. He's a guy that undercuts routes and that's where he gets all his catches from and all his like, uh, that that's what people accuse him of, and for the most part, that's what he's made his career doing. And Drew Brees yeah. did that perfectly because Drew Brees is the most accurate slant route passer of all time. 
Right. Yeah. And his oh. arms and, and people were questioning his arm strength towards the end of his career. So he wasn't going deep every play, right? He was going over the middle. Right. Jameis Winston. But I don't think Cannon. So Yeah, I don't think you can fault Michael Thomas for that, though. I mean, if you if you're if you're drawing up plays to play the strengths of certain receivers, then you know what who's that to harm? And it worked. The production was off the charts on both ends. Brees had a great year in 2019. Right. So I uh, I don't know, but yes, uh so this is the this is the exact injury. So he's gonna under he's gonna undergo surgery to repair ligaments in his ankle based on the timing of the surgery. This is from Rappaport uh this morning. And the recommended four months of recovery, Thomas could be on the sideline for weeks. So yeah, Thomas Thomas is gonna miss some time again. I mean, that's really rough. And he got paid, right? Michael Thomas got a big contract. Or did he not get paid yet? That's uh, a good question. I want to say he didn't, but no, I thought he. I really think he did. Oh, okay, okay. So he signed a five-year, ninety-six million dollar contract. Yeah, he gave my huge contract in, That's in twenty nineteen. But they they restructured nineteen million dollar year contract. They restructured it to uh, free up cap, so that would mean. So that means he got most of his money up front. Right. So let me see. So. They restructured it that created about eight point seven million dollars in salary cap space. Uh, yeah, wow. Okay, so at one point the Saints were about sixty million over the cap, and yeah. they whittled their way to under the one hundred twenty, the one hundred eighty-two point five million dollar threshold before the start of the new league year in March. So yeah, wow. You're right. No, they listen. They were a very top end heavy team with with contracts out. So let me say this: I, I think this is the year that Michael Thomas needs to prove himself. I do. I think he needs to not only come back from injury and play well, I think he needs to come back from injury and play really well. I really yeah. do. And like, it's going to depend know. a lot. It's going to depend a lot about what New Orleans does at the quarterback position. What's what's Taysom Hill's role going to be? You know, how 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 short of a leash are they going to keep Jameis on? That's something I'm very interested to do to to see is how much leeway they're are they going to let him sling it 65 times a game like they did in Tampa? Right? Or are they going to say, like, listen, you got to get your efficiency up. So we're going to cut that down to about 40. And you got to get out of Kamara the football. <laughs> yeah. L- listen, and, and about 25 of those times are going to be swing routes to Kamara on the right. So we'll see. They did give, didn't they just extend Ramchek too? Yeah, they did. They just gave Ramchek a lot of money too. Well, Ramchek, uh, a lot of money. God, I remember when he was drafted. The kid was an animal. He was the last pick in the first round. People yeah. were really thinking that Ryan Ramchick was going to be a bust because he had short arms. Do you remember that? People were complaining that Ryan Ramchick had short arms, so they were going to they were saying, oh, he's going to be terrible. Ridiculous. What a Ridiculous. Uh, all right, so let's get some uh, let's get into some fun stuff. So today's Friday, so occasionally we like to do this. Um and I'm feeling a little bit I'm actually in a pretty good mood because the next time we are uh, the next time we're here is going to be after the NBA draft. And I'm a big draft nerd for mm-hmm. both the NBA and the NFL and even major league baseball. I watched uh, the first round of the major league baseball draft uh, the entire way through. So I watched, I watched the first 10 picks cause I wanted to see where lighter and rocker went. Kamar rocker went to the Mets. I can't believe That's that. Unbelievable. I cannot Believe. So let's just say this for example, okay? And I, I, apologize to our, I apologize to our to our uh, to our listeners uh, as we venture into baseball here. But the worst part was is that Kumar Rocker, the guy who everybody knows, went to the Mets, and Marcelo Meyer went to the number Red one Sox. player in the draft, went to the Boston Red Sox with their fourth pick. You've got to be kidding me. And who did they pick? They took this kid named Trey Sweeney, who's never seen a fastball in his college career that was faster than 93 miles an hour. Matt, this is terrible. This is terrible. Can I ask you a question really quick before we get into deathmatch? Why do the Yankees suck at drafting? I will forego deathmatch and go on a Yankees rant for the next 12 minutes. We can't. We have to do deathmatch. But why do they suck at drafting? You have five seconds. Go. Besides Aaron Judge, I don't know. Very good. Good answer. That's it. Um, Outside of Aaron Judge, when he was at San Diego State, I, I don't know. Or Fresno State, whichever one it was. Yeah. I think it was, I think it was Fresno State. I don't know. Should have won last night, though. That was a nauseating game. Oh, Jesus. God, I hate Brooks Krisky with 
four passed balls in one inning. Brooks Krisky and Nick Nelson. You need to. They, they should not have. They shouldn't have U.S. citizenship. I'm sorry. They should not be allowed in the United States of America. <laughs> let, alone, let alone pitch in Major League Baseball. After deport them. Deport them. Uh, yeah. I don't care. Anyway. Exile. I, I tweeted. I tweeted the other day after Nick Nelson had a, had the atrocious inning against Philadelphia, but they ended up winning. Uh, I, I tweeted, "Exile him into the Andromeda Galaxy." I figured that was. <laughs> I don't think that's much of it. I don't think that's really a hyperbole. That's really where I think he belongs. Send them to send him to Marklar. Yeah, put them <laughs> on. Put them. Put them on Nabu. <laughs> Do you even know what that is? Do you, no, you not I like, don't. No, you don't, because you've never seen Star Wars. You, I have seen Star Wars. You've seen the you've seen the the sequels. You've seen the newer ones. No. Oh, I thought you've okay. I thought you've only seen those and you haven't seen the originals. No, I saw the originals. Then you should know what Nabu is. I don't remember. I saw them like fifteen years ago. You're such a casual, bro. Oh my you're such God. a you're such a cash. I'm a casual what? A fan. A casual fan. fan. You never heard that term before? Like it's like, yes, it's a term for like uninformed. Like you're a yes, casual. I, I understand what casual means. I understand what a casual fan is. I'm a well, casual you, fan of what though? Of Star Wars. Cause you said you've seen it and you don't know. I'm not even a fan of Star Wars. I'm not like, what do you mean? I I'm see, a I, casual fan. See, I tried to give you some credit there and you just took it away from yourself. I, I Matt, I don't care. Okay. Can we do deathmatch now, please? Sure. You got to give me the first one though. I'm always giving you ones. Yeah, fine, God. You gotta, uh, you gotta put your effort in. Do it. Fine. Um, let's let's go with what are we gonna what do we see? Um, Devonte Adams versus Michael Thomas. Ooh, man! All right, let me. Right, so Michael Thomas is six three two twelve. Devonte Adams is. They're there. They got to be so similar. Devontae Adams. Our two main talking points today is six one two fifteen. So Devontae Adams is a little bit heavier, but Michael Thomas a little bit taller. I'm going to take Devontae Adams. I think. Aha. Hmm. I'm going to take Thomas. Why? Because you took Adams. <laughs> That's, That's the only reason why. Yeah, I'm taking. I took Adams. I'm taking Thomas because you took Adams. Okay. But, okay. Uh, let's. Okay. Let's see. Um. Okay. So we we talked about this guy just, too. So by the way, just as a little precursor. Okay. You know, I for the for the people that are listening that don't know what Friday Athlete Deathmatch is. Okay, Friday Athlete Deathmatch is when we take two athletes and we see which one would win in a fight. And that's like a, phys- like a physical fight, like a like bare knuckle brawl. Actual fight. Yeah, like a bare knuckle brawl. All in good fun, though. No one, there's no death involved. We just call it death match to you know exaggerate. To toughen it up a little bit. It's death match. Yeah. So Friday athlete death match. Okay. Uh, let's go. Um, uh, Ryan Ramchick versus. Is Ryan Ramchick a right or left tackle? I think he's, he's a right. A right no? tackle. He's a right tackle. Okay. So short arms McGee. So Ryan Ranchick versus I know he's a guard, but let's go with Quentin Nelson. Quentin Nelson. I I'm not even okay. You're not so, gonna look him up? You're not gonna look up their credentials? I don't care. Quentin Nelson is 6'5, 330, and Ryan Ramchick. Quentin Nelson's 6'5? Yeah, he's huge. Are you serious? Ryan Ramchick is 6'6, I'm gonna take. I'm going to take Quentin Nelson by a ton. Ryan Ramchick and his Tyrannosaurus Rex arms are not going to be able to even reach the the mass of Quentin Nelson. Dude, I didn't know that they were both that tall. My lord, 6'5 and 6'6. Six, six. They're big, Matt. I know, but like. Generally speaking, wow. I'm are huge. Yeah. All right, go ahead. We got like five minutes. <sighs> oh, I, I have to go again? Yeah, we're going every other way. Why do we do this alternating crap? We should, I don't know, but it's a format I'm establishing now because that's what we should do from now on. <laughs> fine. It's good. Uh, I like it. Okay, fine. Um, let's go. 
Saquon Barkley. You're really going to give me a, a choice here? Yes. I'm, Saquon Barkley. Okay. And are you they, are you they have, they have to be the same position. That's the rule. You know that. That's a lie. They don't have to be the same position. We have always done position versus well, position. Well, guess what? If you get to establish rules, so do I. It's my show, damn it. Oh, my God. That completely – all right, fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. Saquon Barkley versus Devin White. So Saquon Barkley is 5'11", 233. Mm-hmm. Devin White is six foot 237. I'm taking Barkley. Lower man wins always. <laughs> lower, lower man yeah, wins always. And the, I'm, the, oh. Of course you have. The, pic, the latest picture of his legs, like they're just – his there's, legs there's are no, legitimate like logs. There, there's no man's southern half of their body that I would take into war with me other than Barkley. As candid as that sounds, it's okay. Let's let's, let's move let's move on here. That is, that's not. Don't take that. I'm name. really glad that you will t- that you'll no other lower half you would take to war. Don't with don't, don't it's take that. Saquon Barkley's lower half. Don't take that in a in a dirty context. His you know, southern hemisphere. I is- Mike. I you of all people knew how I meant that. Let's just leave it at that and move on. <laughs> Uh, okay, fine, fine, pal. You want to mix up positions? Okay, this could be fun. Okay, uh, let's go with... Okay, let's go with... Um, wow. Okay, let's go with our boy, the king of Friday Athlete Deathmatch, DeForest Buckner. Yeah, he wins everything. Versus... He's so huge. He's quite large. Versus Trent Williams. <laughs> the biggest offensive wow. lineman I could he's the biggest offensive lineman I could think of. Trent Williams is 6'5", 320, and DeForest Buckner is 6'7", 300. So Trent, Trent, Trent Williams. Trent's got like 25 pounds on him, but Buckner's got about what three inches? You said he's got two inches of height. Okay. Man, do I take Trent? Trent's a smaller, bro. Well, I might take problem. I might take Buckner's Trent. Twenty-seven, and Trent's what 32, 31? thirty-one. He's thirty-three. Okay, he just turned thirty-three four days ago. Oh, happy birthday, Trent Williams! Oh, so, happy birthday, Trent Williams! Because um, you know he's listening. Yes, that he is. <laughs> A big fan of Guido's Gridiron Blitz. Every Friday he turns into Guido's Gridiron Blitz. Yes, he does. Hey, you never know. He could. I'm taking Trent, dude. I, I'm, I've am i seen what that man has done to people. I'm taking Trent. I really think I am, too. Is Trent... Is Trent... <laughs> so massive. Is Trent bigger than Tyron Smith? I, I don't believe so. I think Tyron Smith is bigger. I think so too because I was trying to Tyron think of the biggest. Smith, no, they are exactly the same size. They are both six five three twenty. You're kidding. Oh, that's a matchup. Tyron oh, Smith and Trent Williams. Is Tyron younger? And they're similar in age. Tyron Smith is three years younger. They are, Tyron they, are they are literally clones. Tyron Smith and Trent Williams. Tyron's. Mm-hmm. Listen, I, I will say this: there is not a stronger man. I, I, I would find it very hard to believe that there's a stronger man in football than a healthy Tyron Smith. You're out of your mind if you're taking him over Aaron Donald. You said a stronger man. Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald's ridiculous, but Tyron Smith is up there. You okay? You you could say strongest offensive lineman. I would I would agree. I and mean, have you there. seen have you seen the latest picture of Tyron Smith? No, because he's always hurt. Okay. I'm gonna go. On, let me go on Twitter right now. I'll look. Go on Twitter. Look at Ty, look at the latest picture of Tyron Smith. The guy is just a unit in a fight. Okay, so in a fight, Tyron. Smith, they said he's this. This picture from Charles Robinson is from 23 hours ago. Is it 308? That's his weight. Still a unit though. I would take Tyron Smith over Trent Williams. Yeah, I'm not. I would. I, I I would not want to line have up no against Tyron the Smith. Beast that Tyron Smith is. Dude, he's 300 pounds with a six-pack. Like, I'm sorry. That's just... 
He's absolutely ridiculous. horrifying. Right, dude, that's, absolutely, that's absolutely horrifying. A healthy, a healthy Tyron Smith is the best left tackle in football, I think, by a mile. I think it's not even close. Like, is it? It's, it's it's who? It's him and Bakhtiari, right? Bakhtiari. Uh, Trent Williams is probably Trent Williams probably is up there. Yeah. Um, Trent I mean, Williams, I'm sure, is up there. I'm sure that um, Orlando, Orlando Brown, maybe. See a left tackle. Well, yeah. a left tackle right? well, I would say Ronnie Stanley. Uh, yeah, right. Laramie Tunsil, I think, could probably be up there too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, Becton also. Oh boy, Makai Becton, when healthy, is is very very good. So yes, uh, I I think. Jeez. Oh, Tyron Smith, that's a good one. Okay, uh, we're gonna be out of time. Yeah, we're gonna be out of time. All right. Um, he's Matt Catarazzolo. I'm Mike Guido. This is the. Uh, Friday edition of Guido's Gridiron Blitz and the Landry Football Podcast Network. Uh, we will see you next week. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.